Hi, I'm Natalie Robemed, and I'm the co-host of Infamous, a podcast about scandalous stories in pop culture. And we're playing exclusive, never-before-heard tape recordings of the most famous woman in the world, Taylor Swift. She's not infamous, of course, but everyone around her seems to come to infamy, like Kanye West or Scooter Braun. Stay tuned for a clip from Infamous from the other host, Vanessa, who met Taylor years ago and is talking about it now. In 2009, Rolling Stone sent me to extensively interview Taylor in several different cities for her first cover. That's where these tape recordings were taken, and I'm sorry they're a bit scratchy, but they are a little old. She was so excited that the magazine was ready to anoint her. in my life ever went to, I'm going to get a call that says, you're, you're going to be on the cover of Rolling Stone. <laughs> Are you kidding me? And yet, here we were. I was the reporter from Rolling Stone, and she was, indeed, going on the cover. I'd flown out to Los Angeles to talk to her, to really get to know her, and in some ways to analyze if she was going to be a big star, if she was going to be the kind of artist that we'd put on the cover again and again over the years, like Bruce Springsteen or Bob Dylan. Or was she going to be more like in sync? Even Taylor didn't know. It's self-preservation. I try yeah. not to go too far out there and and predict that I'm going to be so successful and all that. Self-preservation. That's a good word to keep in mind with her because it's a term she used in our conversation over and over. And it's a thing she's done as an artist over and over. It's part of why she is still here and is today the biggest artist in the world. And yet... Was I really sure she was going to end up where she's ended up? At the time, I was doing a lot of stories like this, about young musical artists hitting a new high in their careers. I mean, I interviewed Justin Bieber for his first Rolling Stone cover, too. But in terms of Taylor, I didn't really know who I was going to meet. At the time, there was a lot of talk about how she was the new Leanne Rhymes, another teenage country prodigy. That doesn't sound anything like Taylor, right? Leanne was a teenager when she got popular, but she sang like a married mom with kids. That's what you were supposed to sound like back then if you did country. But Taylor was very much a girl. I'm five years old, it's getting cold. I've got my big coat on. I hear your laugh and look up smiling at you. Now, she's not often that childlike in her songs. I mean, literally five years old. She's more like a modern-day novelist writing a book from a kid's POV. A girl who was just a sponge for humans' strongest emotions. We've always got emotions going on, but sometimes it's louder than others. Yeah, and the trick is to write songs that's really loud. If you couldn't quite make that out, she's saying that we all have emotions and that sometimes those emotions are louder than they are at others. It's when those emotions are the loudest that she writes her songs. 
and for writing these songs, being in touch with these emotions, the Washington Post had called her the Poet Laureate of Puberty, and millions of people were buying what she was selling. At 16, her hard work paid off, and her debut CD was the number one highest-selling country album of 2007. Taylor's second album, Fearless, came out before I met her. I listened to a lot of it in the car on the way to see her. She was getting noticed, and not only by me. Yesterday, I woke up and um, went to the Beverly Center. Mm-hmm. This is so funny because my dad's never seen paparazzi before. Okay. Taylor, there's a guy behind that trash can. And um, I was like, Dad, don't point at him. Yeah. Do not point at him. <laughs> And uh, it's so funny. Do you worry about, like, pictures? I think there's always that, there's always that inclination to be scared that you're going to lose what you have. Yeah. But honestly, if you just be yourself and if you, if you focus too much on it to the point where you get paranoid, then you're not enjoying what you're lucky enough to have. Yeah. You know, when I get in those moments where you think, you know, what if someone says something about me that's not true? And what if, you know, someone, you know, sees something and says it with something else? Yeah. You can do that all day until you drive yourself insane. But yeah. I kind of started living by the motto of I'd rather enjoy this than spend every single minute being afraid of losing it. Listen to Infamous wherever you get your podcasts. You know that science solves crimes. Forensic science is exciting, challenging, and most of all, rewarding work. But there is a shortage of qualified individuals in this field. Hi, I'm Terry with Loyola University of Maryland's Forensic Science Department. Loyola is one of the only colleges in the country offering advanced degrees in forensic pattern analysis and biological forensics. Our courses, taught by forensic experts, feature hands-on training and small class sizes. They are based on real crime scene and forensic examiner training programs to ensure you are ready to make a difference. Our programs are open to students from a variety of academic backgrounds because we believe everyone can contribute to solving crimes. So what are you waiting for? Discover the excitement of forensic science at Loyola University, Maryland. Visit loyola.edu forward slash forensic for more information. That's loyola.edu forward slash forensic because you are ready to make a difference. Join one of Loyola University, Maryland's forensic science programs today. 